Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, here we go. It's great to have you in. We are absolutely packed today. Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you. Matt Catarizzolo joining me as well here on a Friday. Um, we're still about a week and some change away from the uh, Super Bowl. There's is there even a pro, there's not even a Pro Bowl this year, right, Matt? It's like there is no pro. It's yeah, canceled. That's that's what I see. Um, so there's not even a Pro Bowl to talk about or anything like that. So uh, uh, you know, maybe I lied. Maybe we're not that packed today. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. But again. Mike Guido here with you, Matt Catarizzolo, here on Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I do want to remind you before we start that Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American Betting Experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. What we've done is we've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry Football followers and podcast listeners. So here's what you do. You go to our website, LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. It'll be right there. You'll see it. Pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. That's BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those. Sign up and then instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet bet it's that easy it's a lot of money make sure you take advantage of it while it still exists again go to landryfootball.com that is landryfootball.com click on the ad located on the upper right side of the page and get in on the action with a special offer from american betting experts that is american betting experts so um matt i obviously you know i, I want to there's some deshaun watson news and everything like that the gm has uh has zero interest in trading him. I, I'm not going to start with that today. We're going to get into that, uh, into that a little bit later. Um, I do want to touch on the Super Bowl a little bit with you. I haven't been able to talk to you about this yet. Uh, but I said this on Monday. I have absolutely zero interest. And, uh, you know, I, I guess I was forced <laughs> to revise my statement from Monday because what I said on Monday is I am not going to watch the Super Bowl this year. I'm not interested. Um and apparently me being in the business that I'm in, I'm not really allowed to say that. So uh, let me revise my statement and say, okay, I will watch the Super Bowl at least enough to talk about it because I have to. But if I had a choice, I would not be interested at all in this Super Bowl. I, 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 I'm not, I don't want to watch it. Uh, I will watch it out of pure obligation. That's just it. Um because I don't really see a story, Matt. I think the story that people are trying to sell me is overrated, right? It's To me, it's a guy who's been there a bunch of times versus a guy who's going to get there a bunch of times. Like It just it doesn't really interest me. People are going to say, oh, but it's Brady and Mahomes. It's the new versus the old. I, I don't really care. There's nothing left for Brady to accomplish. And, yeah, I guess there's stuff to be reached for Patrick Mahomes but the guy that he gets compared to all the time, Aaron Rodgers, he's already more accomplished in his career than Aaron Rodgers. So I, I'm just, I show a real lack of interest in this Super Bowl. Am I, you know, overreacting? What do you, what do you think? <clears throat> so you're, you're saying that you're going to watch the Super Bowl reluctantly this year? Yes. Is it purely because of Brady fatigue? Uh, part of it's Brady fatigue. I, I Yeah, I, look, I... I part of my argument on Monday was, yeah, part of it is Brady fatigue. Okay. Like 
Because like I said, it's a guy who's been there a bunch of times. It gets boring. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm a, this will be his 10th Super Bowl appearance. If he wins, it'll be his seventh Super Bowl title. Nobody else in NFL history has more than four. So I'm just like, there's nothing to be, there's nothing to gain for Tom Brady. Okay. This is Goliath versus Goliath. I have absolutely zero interest in watching the, the, the two teams that just stomp on all the little guys in the NFL, you you know, battle it out. I, I just, I don't care. I don't really care. I, I do understand a little bit where you're coming from. Like it's, it's Brady in another Super Bowl that, that automatically will turn a lot of people off from tuning in. But I mean, the, the Tom Brady that we've seen in new England is the one that I, and probably a lot of fans are tired about. I don't know if I'm, I'm not exactly tired seeing Brady in Tampa Bay. I'm not exactly tired seeing him in a new system with, with elite offensive weapons and a a really, really good defense. I'm not that tired of seeing him at least I'm not, I'm not tired yet. You know what I'm saying? I, I, the whole narrative going in was, was, was it Brady or was it Belichick? That answer right now is extremely clear by him, even making it to the Super Bowl. Right. So that to me is, is over and done with. Okay. So Brady clearly won the divorce. We'll see what the Patriots do moving forward. But right now in the short window, Brady won that divorce. Mm. Flip it to the other side with, with the AFC. I mean, yeah, did anyone else think that maybe when Pittsburgh was going on this crazy, you know, 11-0 and run, maybe they would make a run to, to take the AFC title? But we all knew. We all knew at a certain point that the Chiefs would turn it on and they would make it to yet another Super Bowl. Um, I do understand where you're coming from, how it's one guy that's been to a bunch versus a guy that's going to go to a bunch. But I don't think there's anything exhausting or boring about watching Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs play football. I don't think there's anything boring or, you know, mundane about watching an extremely explosive, yeah. fast, productive offense. Well, that's, I, that's kind of what me, I said yeah. on Monday. They could make it to the next, they can make it to the next eight Super Bowls. And I would say, oh wow, what team is going to beat the Chiefs this year? Well, I, I mean, that's kind of what I said on Monday. Like I I never denied the fact that well, here two things I said on Monday. I said that it could very well be a good football game. Like, I'm not going to tell you that it's not going to be a good, like just from a pure, like entertainment, you know, what a good football game would be judged on. Like it could be a very good football game, very entertaining, two explosive offenses, right? Like I, I get it. Um, And obviously two very good quarterbacks, let's be honest. Um, And the other thing was, is that I'm not trying to tell the listener I'm not trying to tell people that are listening to the show today or that were listening on Monday or have ever listened to my show ever why they shouldn't watch the Super Bowl. I'm telling you why I'm not, right? Like, I just, it's very, I'm very, you brought up a good word, fatigued. I'm very fatigued by, um, you know, the, the, let me put it this way. I think that, um, you know, when it comes to, Tom Brady specifically. Um, Tom Brady has not played well in this postseason period. He hasn't. Um, you know, if, if you look at him statistically, Tom Brady in the three playoff games this year against Washington, New Orleans, and Green Bay, 55% completion percentage, 54 and a half, and then 55 and a half. Okay. He's thrown seven touchdowns and three interceptions. He threw three interceptions on three straight possessions in the second half against the against Green Bay in the NFC Championship game. Okay. I don't think this is the other reason why I don't really have any interest in this is because I don't think anybody in the world can relate to Brady. And the reason I'm why I'm saying that is because and I'm not saying that Brady didn't work hard or anything like that cuz he obviously did and he obviously busted his ass and made himself great the way he is now. But the issue is is that how many people metaphorically can get away with in their life throwing three picks on three interceptions, uh, three picks on three straight possessions in an NFC championship game? Who can metaphorically get away in that, with that in their life unscathed? I don't think anybody in the world can relate to the luck that Brady has experienced, right? Like you and I, for example, are the Buffalo Bills. Right, like, like we are the Buffalo of the world. We're the Green Bay of the world. We're the 57th and the 139th ranked media market in the United States. Like, th- that's what we are. You know, like the, Tom Brady is the is the 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 giant that 
just keep stomping on anybody, right? Like in 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 comic book land, he's Thanos. Like that, like that's what he is. You know what I mean? It's the the unbeatable force. That, that's just what he is. And as long as he's around, it's nobody's luck, nobody's hard work, none of that matters because Brady's luck outweighs it. You know what I mean? Like if if look if. Knowing how to win, because this is what I get told. Well, he did all the little things. He did, he knew how to win the game. He he's just a proven winner. That okay. Well, if finding a way to win and knowing how to win is throwing three interceptions on three straight possessions in the second half of that football game, then guess what? We all be winners. <laughs> like we, we all do that on a daily basis. So I just think uh, I don't think he's I don't think it's relatable either. It's like I almost took that. I almost took the Buccaneers win personally. I, I just did. I, I did. Like, like how? who can get away? Tom Brady lives, wins the lottery every single day. We waste our money every single day trying to win it once. Like, it's just, it's not relatable to me. Am I crazy for that? I mean... I don't. I don't know. I think you're you're looking at it through a very different lens than than a lot of people, and maybe because we're in the the sports broadcasting industry that that we we have to look at it analytically. You know, we 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 tend not to separate our fandom from our from our our broadcasting sides. But I I do understand. I, I do get how you know it, it's it's Brady and and this the stigma that surrounds him and you know everything that's happened and all the things we've witnessed in the past decade. I, I was too young to remember what happened the decade before that. So I mean, I've seen ev- I, we've seen everything. We've seen him come back from. We've seen him do the greatest, complete the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history, right? One of the low, the lowest scoring Super Bowl ever against the Rams. We've we've seen everything, every, uh, both ends of the spectrum. To me, where I disagree with you, I this is different. This is very different, and I I disagree with the one point you make where you say that Brady has nothing left to gain. Okay, this is out with the old in with the new with Brady versus Mahomes, right? So what do you think this does to Brady's legacy if he if he becomes the first quarterback to win a Super Bowl in their home stadium and beating Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs for a seventh Super Bowl? You're, are are you saying you're really saying it does nothing? Yeah, because he's already the greatest of all time. Like like who honestly okay. like like the the reason I'm saying there's nothing left to gain for Tom Brady is because he's got more Super Bowl appearances than any player that's ever played. He's got more Super Bowl wins than any player that's ever played. I mean, like, there's no, like, we've already cemented. He's 43 years old. We already know, like, he's already the guy who is hosting a Super Bowl game, right? Like, of course, it's Tom Brady that does that. Of He's the guy that's been torturing the NFL for the last 21 years. But that's another thing. But that's another thing that I think all, all the things you listed are more reasons why his legacy will just continue to grow. The age, tr- spending his entire career in an opposite conference on a different team in one of the greatest coaching systems of all time. So great. Right. It was so great. His legacy has always been paired with the narrative that he was simply just a product of that system. He's gone to another team in the yeah. opposite conference in his first season and got to a Super Bowl. Yeah, but I was making this argument on Monday too because I don't think anybody's mind is changing after today, like a- after um, the Super Bowl or even after the the, the conference championship. I, I don't think that that was happening. Like I think the, the most, the majority of people that thought that Brady won the divorce thought Brady won the divorce when Brady made the playoffs and Belichick didn't. Okay, like period. Uh, I don't think the people that thought that Brady won the divorce thought that before all of this, right? Right. The people that think that Bill Belichick is still, or I wouldn't even say the winner of the divorce, or at least the answer to the, to the divorce question isn't over yet. I think still believe that because it isn't like Brady went to, you know, Chicago with no, (laughs) <laughs> with, with no offensive weapons, with no offensive line. Like, it's it's not like he went to Jacksonville and won games. Okay, he handpicked his teammates for the most part. He handpicked the organization he wanted to go to. He hand, like he got Gronk out of retirement. He went to an organization that has some of the best offensive weapons in the entire NFL. He brought Antonio Brown back. Okay, Tampa Bay last year was not a bad football team. Tampa Bay last year was 7-9. and nine. They were a game under five hundred. With Jameis Winston, who threw 30 effing picks. 
Like, th- imagine if Jameis Winston threw 15 picks instead of 30. Maybe the Bucks go 11 and 5. Like, you know, it's it's just, to me, it's a little different. I don't think that there are too many people that are changing their minds of, okay, well, Brady went to an organization that had Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Gronk, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, like, it, my God, a top five defense. Like, Tom Brady had everything surrounding him almost perfect, right? Bill Belichick worked with Cam Newton at quarterback this year, who threw six touchdown passes on the on the season. He threw like six touchdowns and 11, 11 interceptions, and they went seven and nine. They were a game under five hundred with that type of quarterback play. Like right. uh, to me, that's impressive. So I think that there's there's plenty of people out there that still sit on the side that they were originally on. I don't think this is changing anybody's mind. Right? I, I I don't listen. I don't think that anyone's mind is going to be changed per se. I don't know. I think you're 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 belittling Tom Brady this season a little bit. You're making it sound like it, 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 he he did what what KD did when he went to the Warriors. You know, everything was already lined up. I, I mean, listen. I understand. I, I understand. There there are there were there are definitely other locations, obviously, where this would have been more impressive if he went to somewhere else. Yeah, you're right. If he went to Jacksonville, if he went to the Jets, I get that. It's like that's that's. Could you imagine? That's a, what that's a given. The Jets. <laughs> he, he he lifts up the franchise. He's been stomping out his entire career in the, in the same division. Fair. But I I don't know. I don't think necessarily that doing this was a cakewalk for Brady after he went down to Tampa Bay. Yes, he got Gronk. Yes, he convinced. Yes, Antonio Brown was there, and they were they were a great offense and a great defense. Bruce Arians is a great coach. Byron Leftwich is a great OC, but if you ask any any media any media answer of any teammate of Brady's this year, will say like, "Nope, this guy, he's it." Obviously, because he's the goat. So I don't think that that it right? was just all laid. Yeah, so I don't think it was just all laid out right there in front of him. Well, I I think part of it was right, like like Tom Brady this year was not a good deep ball thrower. You and I know that but perfectly, right? Like Tom Brady was not a good deep ball thrower this year. He had a terrible quarterback rating on balls that were thrown over 20 yards in the air. It's just, he wasn't doing it well. And that was with great wide receivers. Now, like I said, I've said this on numerous occasions. I am not going to sit here and tell you that Tom Brady sucks or that Tom Brady's had a bad year. He clearly did not have a bad year. Okay. Through almost five through for right. almost 5000 yards. Right. Through he threw for 4600 yards, 60 almost a 66% completion percentage and he threw 40 touchdowns. Like he didn't have a bad year by any means necessary. At 43. At, right, 43, at 40 man. But do you, like that's exactly my point. Is that when Tom Brady goes to the playoffs, right? And he puts together games against Washington where he completes 55% of his throws and he's going up against Taylor Heineke. Right. Of course, he's the one that gets to play the winner of the worst division in NFL history. That's they got a first round bye. That's how it works. That's what I mean. Is New Orleans gets it, they play New Orleans. Drew Brees plays the worst game of his entire career. He completes 54.5% of his throws. And then he plays Green Bay, throws three interceptions, completes 55.5% of his throws. And honestly, the thing that drove me crazy was is that on Monday after the game was over, Tom Brady got all the credit. Okay, if I'm a Tampa Bay teammate right now, aren't you a little sour? Like, yeah, you get to the Super Bowl, but you don't get any credit for getting there. You none. It's all Brady. Oh, Brady got them there and everything like that. That top five defense just shut Aaron Rodgers down and made up for Tom Brady's mistakes. Does that not count for anything? It does. It does. Right. It That's does. What I mean. All right. They made Kevin King look silly, which that was a BS call, by the way. And it's not because I agree that it wasn't pass interference because it absolutely was pass interference. But they haven't they weren't calling that all game. OK, Sean Murphy bunting got away with that with that exact same play like three times in that game. Right. I mean, that, that was an absolute joke. That if, was a joke. That's what I'm that's what I'm excited to see in the Super Bowl is going to be the officiating. See what happens there we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Uh, let's move on. Uh, all right. Let's talk about Deshaun Watson, uh, for a minute. So the GM of the Texans is saying that, uh, they have zero interest in trading Deshaun Watson. Well, 
I look at that as well, no dur. Obviously, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's he's the top five quarterback in the NFL. Of course, you don't want to trade now, Casario. Casario said that, or Cal McNair. Uh, I it was Nick Casario. Okay, it was Nick Casario that said that. And also keep this in mind: I think Nick Casario is the reason that Deshaun Watson is upset. Right, because he was, wasn't he wasn't consulted on the hire. Yeah, right, right. So, so I. Barry and I have had this conversation for a while. Our buddy Barry Grant, who we're on the All Even podcast with, um, and he disagrees with me on this. Uh, look, if this was a normal situation, because normally I would agree with him, but I think that because if this were a normal situation and the Texans never said anything to Deshaun Watson, they hired Nick Casario, Deshaun Watson didn't like it, and then he asked for a trade, I would be telling Deshaun Watson to grow up. Like, you just you adapt and you know, make it work. That's right. what professional athletes do. Um, I don't find this to be the case. I think this is a little different because the Texans then uh, the Texans legitimately broke a promise to him, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they, they fired Bill O'Brien. They traded Deandre Hopkins. There were a lot of things that didn't go to Sean Watson's way. And the Texans said, Hey, look, Deshaun, look, we just paid you $39 million. What we want you to do is we want to, we want you to provide us some input on the GM hire. You know, maybe we could, you know, you know, hear your thoughts and everything like that. Deshaun says, okay, great. I'm all in. They hire Nick Casario behind his back. And he's like, well, wait, what? Uh, why? Like, I don't even, like, I think the possibility is that Deshaun Watson might not even hate Nick Casario. He might like him. But the fact is that you went behind my back to hire him. Like, right. I'm completely on Deshaun Watson's side on this. Right. And, uh, this is a tweet by Ian Rappaport that David Cully, the new Texans head coach said, the reason I'm in this position today is because I know that Deshaun Watson's going to be a Houston Texan. Yeah, that's BS. I don't know about Deshaun that. Deshaun Watson's gone. He's yeah. gone. Look, I think the Texans organization is, is saying, listen, Hey, you know, of course, Deshaun Watson's going to be a Texan. We're not getting rid of him. Look, the Texans might not trade him. But that doesn't mean Deshaun Watson's going to play, right? Like that—that's that's going to be the thing. Like, I'm not sure that Deshaun Watson will ever play another snap for the Houston Texans, whether he gets traded or not. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it would be—I would—I could honestly see Deshaun Watson holding out. I could too. Uh, it really all boils down to leverage. So, I mean, everyone's talking about you know uh, trade packages. What's one offer they can't refuse? I, I don't know if there is one. If I'm, if I'm, you know, if I'm the Houston Texans, I don't think there is a trade package high enough. Yeah. I, that's reasonable, right? Like yeah, what would you no. give up for Deshaun Watson? Like, obviously I think it depends on the franchise, but let, if, let, I, if I absolutely had to, yeah, if I absolutely had to hypothetically, you'd have to give up three first round picks at least, right? At the very least. And then I would take, not even necessarily a quarterback, but an offensive player that is a starting efficient caliber player from whatever team is trading me the picks. Mm -hmm. So whether that be another receiver, whether that be a quarterback, preferably um, it has to be someone that can, you know, hit the ground running right when he gets here to Houston. Yeah. Who do you think if, if there's a team that he goes to, where do you think he goes? I mean, the Jets make the most sense in terms of compiling the most attractive trade package. They do have two first-round picks this year. They have, have new, assets. A new head, uh, an entirely new coaching staff. They have a lot of assets. They have a ton of cap space. Um, I think if if Houston is put in a position, well, not even put, they're in that position right now where they're going to have to listen to offers for Deshaun Watson. I'm going to take that call from Joe Douglas. Robert Sala is there, and I know that I know that Deshaun Watson liked that name when Houston was searching for head coaching candidates like the name Robert Sala. Now he's with the New York jets. They've doubled down on Sam Darnold though. They've said he has a ton of, they, he has a ton of talent. They like the upside. They like the potential. I mean, but we've heard that before. Look at what Arizona did with, with Josh Rosen. Doesn't yeah. exactly, it doesn't exactly mean anything. Robert yeah. Sala is not going to show up in New York and say, yeah, we're, we're not super confident in, in Sam. We're going to think about moving him. Obviously not. But if they do, Somehow put together, let's say this year's two first round picks plus next year's first round pick 
plus Sam Darnold, that might just be enough. I don't know. What do you think? I think it probably could be. And I, but the thing is, is that I don't know if it would be if it weren't this sort of situation. Like, I'm not sure the Texans have a choice but to trade him. Right. Uh, like, that's kind of the position I'm in now. Is like, I don't think that there's like any situation right now. Like, if Deshaun Watson wants nothing to do with the organization, you don't have a choice but to trade him. Period. You just don't have a choice. It gets it it gets to a point where the relationship gets fractured to a point beyond repair, and that's kind of where I think they're at now. Yeah, and it's very hard to win back trust. Situation is your fault, mm-hmm. right? Like the Texans as an organization are at fault here. Right, they're at fault. They broke the promise to Deshaun Watson. Watson lost trust in the organization, and he's saying, "Listen, I, I'm done." I mean, he's not answering the phone for the Texans. He's not like he's done. He wants right. absolutely nothing to do with them. And I, like I said, I don't blame him. Understandably, sure. I, I don't blame him. So, like, as far as the Jets are concerned, I do think that that offer should be enough, right? Like, and, and I don't know if it's going to be, you know, this year's two first round picks and then next year's first, or if it's going to be one of the picks this year, the pick next year, and maybe one of the picks. Uh, the following year because they have five first round draft picks in the next three years. Right. But um, right, you imagine- first round back draft picks are to go and probably Sam Darnold would go in the deal too. I would, I would imagine so. Yeah. Just because, because the Texans might not want to take a quarterback, right? The Texans, it, it, they might want to use that number two pick and say, okay, we lost to Sean Watson. Let's stock up on draft picks. And then they're in the position that the jets were in saying, listen, we gave up all these first round picks for Laramie Tunsil. We like they completely have botched the assets. They they're I mean, they're a mess right now. Yeah. They barely got anything back for DeAndre Hopkins. Like, keep this in mind. The Texans got less for DeAndre Hopkins than the Jets did for Jamal Adams. Mm-hmm. Like, how is that Jamal Adams was terrible this year in Seattle? Terrible. He was one of the worst safeties in coverage this year in football. One of the worst coverage safeties on one of the absolutely most putrid defenses. Right. Historically, Seattle's defense was bad. It's it's right. unbelievable how they've fallen from grace from like from just five, six years ago. Why do you think that is, though? Like, and this is also, I think, a, a way that the Texans should view this. Like, Deshaun Watson's incredibly good. Like, he's, a, I, I don't think anybody would argue he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But $39 million a year is a lot of money. Like that, That's a lot of money, Matt. Like, I don't care who you're paying for. Like, that's – it is really hard to succeed when you're paying $40 million bucks to one player. Uh, you know, like, and if your name isn't Patrick Mahomes, I'm not I, sure. Okay, that's what I was going to say because the, the Chiefs are paying him half a billion dollars. I mean, it's – Well, they're not – well, that's – again, I, I say Patrick Mahomes, but we, even, we don't even know that yet. Right. Holmes' big cap number doesn't come in until next year or the year after. Right. It's so total worth. That's what I mean. Well, again, like, and we'll see how the Chiefs do when the Chiefs are paying Patrick Mahomes $45 million on a yearly basis and his <laughs> cap hit is 50 million bucks. Like, right. we'll see about that. But uh, again, like uh, Deshaun Watson is incredible. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't pay him, but my God, $39 million is a lot of money. Are you sure you could even succeed with Deshaun Watson making that sort of money? Also, this is a world where he stays. This is a world where where they're riding it out, and and somehow he remains a Texan. Right, right. Like this is the same feeling yeah. after Buffalo, right? Like when when people were saying after Buffalo lost to Kansas City, and I like people were saying, oh well, you know, this is only the beginning for this Buffalo team. They got a bright future ahead, and maybe they do have a bright future ahead. But when mm-hmm. they got to pay Josh Allen a crap ton of money. Their future is going to get dim real quick because, yeah. like, who in the hell wants to go play in Buffalo? You know, yeah, and they got a lot of young guys on defense too. A lot of guys on rookie deals that's still, that, that, that are going mean, to have to get paid. Got to get paid. Tremaine like, Ed, Tremaine Edmonds, Tre'Davious White. They got a lot of guys that are going to need big. And Tre'Davious White is is a top three corner in football. He's going to number one. He, yeah, he's he's, he's going to he's going to demand big player money. What about what about the guys on 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 the defensive line? What about Ed Oliver? That guys are going to get big right. money big money soon. What about Stefan Diggs? Like think about all these other guys that are going to want more money. 
it's tough. Right. It's it's a very tough position to be in. Did you see? And you have an entire offensive line to pay. Exactly. Did you see? While while we're still on uh, the topic of Watson, did you see Dan Orlovsky's proposed? I'm surprised you didn't send it to me. I don't. So think. Dan Orlovsky said on Get Up this morning, while they're talking about Deshaun Watson and and, and potential trade packages. Uh huh. This made my, this made my blood boil. He goes, quote, if I was Dave Gettleman of the New York Giants, I would take Daniel Jones. Oh, God. Just listen. I would take Daniel Jones. I would take Saquon Barkley. And I would take three first-round picks and call Houston. No, God, In, no. Immediate reaction. What do you think? I Look, I would entertain it if I wasn't giving up Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Okay. Like, if I was giving up Daniel Jones and three first-round picks, fine. Mm-hmm. If I was giving up Saquon Barkley in three first round picks, but not them together, you can't not, give them. No, no, absolutely not. Like, because I genuinely think that you can make the argument that Saquon Barkley is not altogether that valuable. Like, the, I, I genuinely think you can make that. He's never on the field, Matt. Okay, hell yeah, health aside, and also because he's a he, why, aside, he's incredible. I, I'm not saying that, but also, but, are, are, does that have anything to do with the fact that he's a running back? I think part of it does. Yeah, a running back okay. are really expensive. No, like, man, listen, that's that's understandable. Like, look, and, and I, I look, I'm a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan, and I love Ezekiel Elliott. I really do. But even Z, like Zeke's been in the league for how long? Five years? Six years? Five, probably, I think th- this was his fifth year, wasn't it? 2015. He's not the same player. No. He is not even close to the same player. And also now ha- that offensive line wasn't there for most of the season. Travis Frederick is now gone. So that that brick wall of the Dallas offensive line is gone. It's it's mostly gone. gone. There last year, Tyron Tyron Smith is going to come off major surgery. He's going to be a year older. Zach Martin is really the only other is really the only one there. Lyle Collins, it's it's going to be tough to to try to you know keep that guy keep those guys on that line healthy as they're getting up there in age. That's going to hinder Zeke's production. Can the Giants even afford Deshaun Watson? That's a thing. That's another like, thing. They, like if they trade, let's just say hypothetically they they do this. Let's just say for a second that the Giants trade for Deshaun Watson. Does that mean they got to let go of Leonard Williams? Does that mean they got to let go of Dalvin Tomlinson? Like, I think I think absolutely. If they if they like if they, they somehow they if they somehow James Bradbury, like there's there's a lot of guys that you got to talk to about like their contracts. The Giants right now are twentieth in available cap for 2021. So. Below league average. No, no, it's not good at all. And they're listen without Deshaun Watson. And, and again, it's it's all strictly hypothetical. It's never going to happen. It's all strictly hypothetical. They have a they have a lot of questions. They're going to have a lot of questions. Yeah. And you just named two of them: Leonard Williams and Dalvin Tomlinson. Obviously, if I had to sign one, if I was Dave Gettleman and I had to sign only one of them, I would choose Williams. You, you traded a ton. You, you traded a ton for him. He had eleven and a half sacks this year. He proved his worth. I would like to see him remain on the Giants. If we have to let someone walk, I would let Tomlinson walk. I agree. Prioritize the offense. And if you're going to do that, when you had the 31st ranked offense in total offense and and points per game in 2020, and you want to trade away your best player on either side of the ball, Saquon Barkley, your franchise quarterback who you reached at six to get, who you're banking. Dave Gettleman is, is, is banking his entire reputation on Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. You're going to pick your franchise you're going to pick two franchise stars with your first two top 10 picks as your first two in your first two years as general manager and you trade them away. What does that admit? That's that. See what that would do. That's like the bears finally admitting, okay, we were wrong. We reached on Trubisky. We're going to move on. That would be a lot of pressure on the bears to make a move like this. I agree. I would love to. That's where I, that's one of the locations I would love to see Matthew Stafford. go. The issue is with the bears though, is what, the hell would they give up? They have nothing. Bears don't have right. anything. They're crippled. They don't they're, right. They're, assets. They don't like the, they're, they're still, already strapped for cash. They're still crippled from the Khalil Mack trade, of course. Well, Trubisky's rookie contract is not cheap. They're paying Nick Foles 22 million bucks a year. Right. And their defense costs a lot. Of, like Khalil Mack, they just gave Khalil Mack a crap ton of money. Mm-hmm. Like, Robert Quinn costs a lot. Akeem Hicks costs a lot, right? Like if they want to keep some of those guys, Danny Trevathan and guys like Roquan Smith and Eddie Jackson, like they have a loaded defense, but they got to pay all those guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, they're going to lose Allen Robinson this year. Deshaun Watson is going to be going into another situation that 
has an unsure coaching situation, which I don't agree. I agree with. I think Matt Nagy's pretty good, but they have no wide receivers. Like, like their offensive line in Chicago is not great. Like they're mm-hmm. just, it's not a great situation for him either. And what on God's green earth would Chicago give up? But anyway, yeah. um, as far as the giants are concerned and everything like that, I just, you know, it, it's strictly hypothetical. And I get Dan Orlovsky is trying to, you know, make people react, but let's be real. <laughs> no, that would be absolute, absolutely ludicrous. The Giants are one of the places are are one of the least likely places that I think would would get it. Absolutely, very very unlikely. Just okay. wouldn't be, just would not be smart. I do want to talk about this though. Um, I want to talk about Dak Prescott for a minute. Um, and the reason I want to talk about Dak Prescott is because a report yesterday, it was a rumor. I'm not sure if there's any truth to it or anything like that. The Cowboys are kicking the tires on Matt Stafford. Okay. They are looking at it. Now, I am not going to sit here and tell you that that's going to happen, the likelihood that that's going to happen, because I don't know. It could just be something that is in the ether. It doesn't exist. Um, now, I'm sorry. Is Stafford's contract up, or is he? Oh, no, he had to, he's asking for a trade from Detroit. He's asking for a trade. Okay, so then what would... Dallas need to do with Dak would they need to I don't him? think Stafford would cost that much I genuinely don't think so I don't uh, think so either he's only but, let me see Stafford's 32 yeah still, no he's not still, old still a super produ- still a super productive quarterback yeah it, the issue is like I don't think anybody truly knows how much Matt Stafford can actually win like, because it isn't like Matt Stafford has been provided with terrible resources his entire career. That's not been the that, that hasn't been the case. He's, right? a, he's actually had pretty Megatron decent, was pretty decent, wide, pretty decent wide receiver help his entire career. Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones is one of the more underrated wide receiver combos in the NFL. Hawkinson was right? a pro, Hawkinson was a Pro Bowler this year. Hawkinson's pretty good, right? They just, like, and, and they drafted they had a running game with Adrian Peterson and DeAndre Swift. Like yeah. it's, it wasn't like and that. Detroit offensive line is not terrible either. Um, now, mm-hmm. again, Matt Patricia was a terrible head coach, and now they're moving in Dan Campbell, who, you know, who who the hell knows? But, you know, I think... Another defensive guy. I think that if you're the Dallas Cowboys today, you have the option, because I think Matt Stafford is more naturally talented than Dak, but... Uh, I, arm talent, yes, arm talent. I it, like. I think Matt Stafford's arm is better than Dak's. But okay, if you're Dallas, I get Dak's younger. I get that Dak has the locker room. I understand all that. But you have a choice between paying Dak forty million bucks a year and possibly paying Matt Stafford thirty. What are you going for? Like. You know, how, how much of the give team, Matt Stafford, Zeke, give him Cooper, give him CeeDee Lamb, give him Gallup, give him an offensive-minded head coach, and when healthy, a really good offensive line. You don't think that that offense could score points for $10 bucks cheaper than what Dak would cost you? I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I'm saying they're not stupid for entertaining it if they are. Considering it. No, I understand. And what are they paying Zeke? Average? They're paying him like $15 million a year. Which yeah. they'd have to restructure. Zeke might get cut. I'm not even. I'm not kidding. They'd be fine with Pollard. Would not affect I, that. I don't think at all. That they would take a huge step back with Pollard. I really don't. No, I don't. I, I don't think so either. Um, I don't. I'm trying to look at this from a Stafford perspective, and then from a from a Cowboy perspective. I think. Did I mean? Why? Why? Why would they bother? Why would they bother bringing in Stafford when they had a whole year off? They had a whole year off from Dak and they were miserable. And now he'll be coming back. Dak is young. Right. What, what, the issue is the pay him crap tons of money. Like Dak's going to, it's not like, like the, the cow, the only way the Cowboys are going to have Dak Prescott next year is if they give him an extension of 38, 40 million bucks a year. Or they franchise tag him for thirty-eight million bucks a year. They should have done that already. They should have done that before he got hurt. The issue is not that he got hurt. The issue is that he's not good enough to be thirty-eight million bucks. Even as a Cowboy fan, you don't think that? No, of course not. So, you're, so Wilson can't succeed at thirty-five million bucks a year. So what you're proposing 
is that I'd let Dak walk. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. I would let that look if Dak Prescott could get 38 million bucks somewhere, all power to you. Go ahead. Congratulations. I'm not paying you 38 million bucks, dude. I'm just not. So what would you pay Stafford? I'd give Stafford 30. I'd give Stafford roughly 30. Like, because I don't like I wouldn't give him. I would not give him. Like Rogers is making like what 34. Big Ben's making what 34? Like that that's what these guys are making. Wentz is at 32. Goff is at 33 and a half. Like to me, Stafford is a, you know, especially at his age. And again, he's not old, but he's still, you know, he's gonna be 33 in in a week or so. Dak's only five so, years Dak's only five years younger. Yeah, Dak's 27. It's not like, yeah, it's not like Dak's 23, you know. Right. And Stafford, again, like I said, I I think Stafford is more naturally talented than Dak, right? Stafford was a number one overall pick for a reason. Dak Prescott was a fourth round pick for a reason. You know, like the, the arm talent for Dak isn't as good as Matt Stafford. Now Dak's a better athlete than Stafford is. Right. Like Dak has better legs than Stafford does. But I think the reality is, is that if you can bring in a quarterback that you know can play, okay, re- regardless of whether or not he was winning games in a dysfunctional organization or not, Right. Like, you know, Matt Stafford can play, Mm -hmm. you know, he has talent and you could get him for, I'm sure, a solid amount cheaper than you would be able to get Dak Prescott for. Why wouldn't you at least entertain that idea? No, I understand. No, listen, you're right. You're right. I I would I would entertain it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then let Dak walk. And then if he listen, yeah, you're right. If he goes somewhere else and gets a huge contract, good for him. That's what I mean. Because I don't think you can be afraid of letting him go, right? You, I don't think you can be afraid of it. now. The right. issue it's is- not it's not like they paid him a bunch of money and then they're going to do this, right? They're they're doing this before preemptively, which okay would be which yeah would be smart, okay. And I, and you know how Dak's going to play it too, right? I got hurt, right? We were terrible without me. You need me, yeah, right? Despite the fact that the Cowboys were terrible with him, like. I don't agree right. with how he's playing it, but that is how he's going to play it. He's going to think he has leverage when I don't necessarily think that he does. And he's going to ask for a ridiculous, like he will, I, I would bet this. He's going to ask for more money than Deshaun Watson. He's going to want 40 million a year. I would not pay Dak 40 million oh, a year. Of course not. Mm-hmm. Why would you? And this is why I can't stand my own kind. Like I, I can't stand Cowboy fans for this reason. Okay. Oh, we gotta pay Dak. The best, the best day of this year will be when we finally, you know, sign our quarterback to this much. I'm like, do you want the franchise to crumble? Like, if honestly, if you want the Cowboys to pay $40 million a year for Dak and then we start losing, don't bitch. Don't right. don't lie to me. Okay, because that's the reason you're losing. That's right. Uh, it's a logically okay. Think about this. Russell Wilson makes thirty-five million dollars. I think we can all agree Russell Wilson's a lot better than Dak, right? I think we can all agree Deshaun Watson's a lot better than Dak. Mm-hmm. Okay, Russell Wilson in the Seattle's making thirty-five million dollars a year. Thirty-five. That's going to be less than what Dak gets paid. Thirty-five million bucks a year. Seattle can't build a roster around him, even kinda. That's that defense is historically bad. That right. offensive line was ridiculously bad. Okay, think about this. If Seattle didn't luck into DK Metcalf at the end of the second round, right? DK Metcalf was what the ninth wide receiver taken in that draft? Something like that, yeah. If the NFL had come to their senses and DK Metcalf wasn't on the board by then, who the hell would be a wide receiver for them? Evan Lockett and David Moore? I think he was like, what, 49th overall, something like that? 64th. Yeah. I mean, it was just craziness. So, Look, I'm just saying they should entertain it. They should entertain it. Oh, let me, I got to do this. Uh, don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. That is American betting experts. Go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. Pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. You sign up. You instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from 100 bucks to 1000 bucks. Let me repeat that. 100 bucks to 1000 bucks. 
in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. It's that easy. Thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. That is American Betting Experts. Okay. Um, so I, I want to continue on Stafford a little bit. Um, Stafford's going to get traded. Like, can you and I agree on that? Like, Stafford's going to get traded. He wants out of Detroit. I think Detroit wants to trade him. Mm-hmm. They're mutually agreeing to part ways. Right. Where do you think is the best fit for him? Where do I think? Okay. Where do I think is the best fit for him to succeed? Or what team do I think can acquire him with the right package? Because they're not the same answer. Give me both. The place that I would like to see him play is San Francisco. Okay. San Francisco has had everything around it except for a quarterback, right? Jimmy G Jimmy G is not good enough for how often he's on the field. I think right. everyone and everyone can agree on that. Yeah, he gets hurt way too much. Right. They struggled on a, on Brandon Ayuk this year. Debo Samuel. I, I love I love Debo Samuel. George Kittle is still there. They have a really a dynamic running game with with Mostert. Great offensive line. The defense got weaker by getting rid of Buckner. They had no Nick Bosa this year. They still have a lot of nice pieces like Fred Warner still there. They've got Javon Kinlaw, who looks like he's going to be a nice player. They'll have Bosa coming back next year. And Kyle Shanahan. I think Kyle Shanahan is capable of single-handedly almost coordinating a successful game plan for an NFL team. Yeah. Give him even a mildly productive quarterback. I think he can I think he can succeed with a quarterback like Daniel Jones. And I'm higher on Daniel Jones than most people. Give him right. give him already I don't know if Stafford is elite anymore, but he's certainly a productive quarterback that can produce in an offense that is intelligently schemed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I would very much like to see him in a 49ers uniform. What do you think about that? No, I think it's a, I think it's a good fit. I, I think that there's, you know, I, I agree with you. I, th- I think that Stafford would provide more to that offense than Jimmy G would, especially if Jimmy G is hurt. All right. the time. Like, I, I think that's, um, that's a good way to put it. Um, it depends on what San Francisco would give up. I have no idea what they would trade to get him, but uh, I, I agree. Kyle Shanahan's a great offensive mind. I do think that it works. Um, where? Uh, all right. What's your uh, other place? The other place I would love to see him go is the Denver Broncos. I agree. I would love to see him in the Denver. The Denver Broncos have the seventh overall. Uh, I'm sorry, the ninth overall pick. Okay, that is still yeah. in quarterback range. That is still there. There can very well be a guy like, like Trey Lance still available at that pick. Very well still be a quarterback there. So if the Broncos say, or if they admit that Drew Locke is not a franchise quarterback, he's not someone that we believe in that can carry us there. Right. We'll give you the ninth overall pick straight up for Matthew Stafford. Imagine him with weapons like KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy and Melvin Gordon Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton, and Noah Fant on a defense with guys like yeah, I, Justin, I think that like Justin Simmons ready. and Bradley Chubb. Yeah, I, I think Boye. that offense is ready. I would that ready. I, I they, Drew Locke, I think, clearly wasn't the answer there, right? Like, right. clearly, he wasn't the answer there. You're also uh, got to mention too that list of weapons. Tim Patrick is also part of that, also. Right. Um, but I agree that was my destination for him. That was my destination. I, I, I think that Denver makes so much sense mm-hmm. for him. Makes so much because look, I don't. Denver doesn't have the assets to give up for Deshaun Watson. Now, I don't think that they would complain about Deshaun Watson, but this yeah. is an offense that doesn't need to bring in a quarterback and try to develop him again. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, that offense is right. That offense is right now. Right, but yeah likely Lawrence is going to be gone, obviously. And then mm-hmm. you're going to have Wilson and Fields. I, I I think they're more than likely going to be gone. I love Trey Lance out of North Dakota state, but he's not going to be ready to play right away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to keep in mind, like you are kind of in quarterback range, but it, you're going to be developing some guy, right? Stafford is a proven veteran that knows how to play. You know, it, 
proven leadership, had some success in a pretty dysfunctional organization. A lot of young guys on that team, man. A lot, of, a lot of young guys. And again, Denver, it, it, they trade for Matthew Stafford. That offense is set, I think. I, I agree. Dial in on improving that defense and you got something. Mm-hmm. I genuinely do believe that. Now, again, it depends on, you know, all of this is is risk-reward with Stafford because you don't mm-hmm. know. Right. right. You don't know if he can actually win. You don't know. You don't know any of that because again, he played for the Lions for 12 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's tough to tough to say. But at the same time, it's a lot of arm talent. What and do you think? What do you think is a realistic ask, asking price from Detroit, though? Like would Drew, like would Drew Locke and a first round pick maybe be enough? You probably got to do a little bit more than that. I yeah, but, like, but like it, it would be like a first round pick. And it depends, right? Like if you have a quarterback to give, like if you're the Jets or I'm not saying the Jets would do it, but like if you're, if you are a team that has a quarterback to give, you know, like it, the Patriots could give up a first round pick, Jarrett Stidham and right. you know, maybe a later round pick or the, like you said, the Broncos could give up a first round pick, Drew Locke, and then a later round pick or something like, I don't think Stafford would cost that much. I really don't like Stafford's not a three first round pick guy. Right. Okay. If he's a two first round pick guy, maybe. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, but again, it also depends. You know, it is Matthew Stafford, you know, how do you view him? Because I genuinely do think that there might be a team out there that's gonna say, Okay, here's two first round picks, give us Matt Stafford. And if you're the Lions, you gotta say, Okay, <laughs> here you go. Like the, absolutely you do that. And then if you're the Lions, you gotta keep in mind, like, yeah, the De- like Denver has the ninth overall pick. But the Lions themselves have seven. So mm-hmm. even if they said, okay, we'll trade one of these first round picks and maybe another pick or maybe another pick after that to get yeah. up to two with the Jets or something like that, and we'll go get Zach Wilson or or something like that, and we'll get our quarterback in the future just right out of the gate, no problem. And then you got another first round pick under your belt. Like, I think Denver makes a lot of sense. I've, yeah. I've said that for a while. I think Denver is a really good spot for him. Really good. Matt Stafford this year had a 64% completion percentage through for over 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns and 10 picks. And that's with Kenny Galladay missing a lot of games. Right. He had a 96.3 quarterback rating, which again, is not bad. That's, that's, that's right. solid. You know, that's about, that's above his career average, right? Yeah. Above I want I, 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 I would like to see Denver thrive with a proven established quarterback with, with those weapons. I mean, think about it. Keep in mind in Denver, you got to deal with Mahomes. You got to deal with Justin Herbert. (laughs) You got to deal with Derek Carr. Like (laughs) you're, even if you do get Stafford, you might have the worst quarterback in your division, but you need it. You need a quarterback. (laughs) You definitely do. Yeah. I don't think you have time to develop one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. It's time for your favorite segment. Um, So, you know, Matt and I used to work together at uh, the worldwide sports radio network. And we used to do a show on Fridays. And at the end of those shows, we would do something called Friday Athlete Deathmatch. Yes. And what Friday Athlete Deathmatch is, and is nothing more than this. It is, we pick two athletes, right? Generally, since this is a football podcast, we'll try to keep it in football. But we'll pick two players and we'll see which one would win in a fight. A bare knuckle brawl. In a bare knuckle brawl. No weapons on a neutral terrain. A bare knuckle brawl. All right. Go ahead, Matt. Who's our first matchup? This doesn't feel right without Evan cueing the music, but I know. I know. It's weird. I you know, I wish I had the ability to to just play something. It's fine. I I don't have a pot for my computer. How embarrassing is that? I'll imagine it in my head. All right. I can still hear it. All right, so let me think. So, hmm, usually we have a theme, but since it's the first one, we'll keep it pretty wide. Okay. Okay. I got one. This is an interdivisional matchup. Aaron Donald. How? <laughs> I thought you were going to say DeForest Buckner because that would be that would, that would always be always the, always the default answer. All right. So Joe Burrow oh. versus versus Baker Mayfield. Uh. Hold on. I got there. I got their heights and weights. So Joe Burrow, 
is 6'4". I didn't know Joe Burrow was that tall. Joe Burrow is 6'4". And he is... No, we should really do this for the all-even exclusive. He's 221. So Joe Burrow is 6'4", 221. Baker Mayfield... 6'1", 215. uh, I I still like Baker. I I kind of like Baker, though. You think Baker would win? I kind of like Baker a lot. Baker's I was a little bit more of a, a of a wild dog. Yeah, see, Baker's run from police. Baker has <laughs> I, he's got Baker's got fire in him that that yeah, you know yeah. what Joe, though Joe Burrow like I said this when Joe Burrow got drafted like Joe Burrow has this thing right where like you just don't think he's ever gonna lose anything in his whole life. He's got a winner aura. He's about got this him. thing right like he's just got this thing. I would Heisman, Burrow. Heisman winner versus Heisman winner. I'll take Burrow. Now, again, if we're talking about Joe Burrow now with a, you know, tour on, on one leg, yeah, <laughs> on one leg, maybe. Baker. but <laughs> yeah, I don't I'll know. Take, I'm, I'll I'm, take Burrow over Baker. I'll take Baker. I'll take Baker. I'm going to, I'm going to place my, place my faith in Baker. That's a good right. one, though. That, was a, right. that one wasn't easy. Baker Reagan Mayfield. That's his full name. Interesting. All right, go ahead. Uh, I will go with, let's say I'm going to try and keep it in the quarterback range. Patrick Mahomes versus Dak Prescott. Okay, I'll, I'll throw it back at you again. Are we doing Dak Prescott now, or okay, okay yeah. Let, let's let's, let's make, yeah. Healthy. Let's make let's make this a ground rule for all options. Fully healthy, no injury history. Full, just these two players yes. in their prime physical specimen yeah. form. Dak is six two two thirty eight. Mahomes is six three two thirty. Give me Dak. I might take Dak too. Yeah, give me Dak. <laughs> I think I would take Dak too. Give me, give me Dak. <laughs> Dak just looks more ripped. Anyway, like Mahomes is. There's no question. Mahomes is a better quarterback. But well, Mahomes, Mahomes has the the Burrow thing you were just talking about, where you just don't think he's ever going to lose anything because like he hasn't, because he hasn't. Yeah, and... but Dak got beat the crap out of somebody for making fun of his mom. <laughs> so I think, like you know. All I, get, I get it. I get Mahomes it. To make fun of Dak Prescott's mom, and then it's over for Mahomes. Yeah. Okay. That All right. Go ahead. Okay. Max Crosby. Oh God. Or Joey Bosa. Okay, so Max Crosby is six five two fifty five, and we're talking about Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa six five two eighty. Bosa's that big. Bosa's a huge dude. I didn't realize Joey Bosa was that head. Joey Bosa's almost 300 pounds. <laughs> I didn't either. I would have picked a better. Oh God. <laughs> I would have picked a better one I if, I, I, if I, I knew that. Bosa, dude, that's crazy. Joey Bosa's 6'5". I cannot believe how big Joey Bosa is. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of relatives. Jake Kumaro is his cousin. Really? Yeah. Interesting. All right, all right, go. I want I want to fit I want to fit as many more in as we can. Okay, uh, let's go with <laughs> DeForest Buckner. No, I'm kidding. Um, He's off the table. Can't do it. He is. He is off the table. Um, no one is beating that man unless you're the Terminator. Let's say David Bakhtiari versus Taylor Luan. Oh man, David so- Bak- David Bakhtiari is. Six four three ten. Good God! And Taylor Luan. I actually think Taylor Luan's bigger. Taylor Luan is six seven three oh nine. Good God! Give me Luan. You really would say? I mean, Bakhtiari's heavier. Bakhtiari yeah, but... is a pound heavier. Luan's three inches taller. Let me see. Luan is twenty nine. Bakhtiari Bakhtiari's is twenty nine. Oh, very even. I like they're this. Both 29. God, I Bakhtiari looks like boys. That's the thing, too. No, Bakhtiari looks like a Dothraki warrior. You ever seen Like, look at him. Yeah, dude. Right. He's, he's huge. That's... Bakhtiari's huge. But Taylor Luan is a beefy dude, dude. Mm-hmm. He's huge. Give me Luan by a hair. Give me Luan by a hair. I'd probably take Luan, too. By, mm-hmm. by by the skin, I agree with you though. By the skin of his teeth. Yeah. All right. Okay. 
that does it for us. We got to go. Um, Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. Mike Guido here with you. Matt Catarizzolo also here. Got us every Monday and Friday, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock Eastern. We'll see you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.